This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to get into the word? Hallelujah. Open your Bibles, Romans chapter 15. Praise the Lord. We got a bunch of warriors in this church, man. All up in church on a Sunday, packing out the house. And Lord, it's hot outside. So honestly, it's awesome to see everybody here this morning. You guys ready for this? Um, look at your neighbor and say, there is hope. Look at somebody else and say, I don't care how bad it looks. There's always hope. All right, hope is there. Hope is there. Hope, hope, always hope. Never without hope. Never hopeless. Come on, somebody. My goodness, the devil will try to tell you there's no hope. You just need to tell him, devil, shut up. In Jesus' name, there is hope. Like we said last week, I serve the God of hope. That's who he is. That's what he brings. All right? Anybody got some hope? You tell your story. Anybody been brought out of anything, forgiven of anything, healed of anything? Maybe you're like, well, I'm looking to come out of some stuff. I'm looking to get healed. Yeah, praise God. Well, look back. There's hope for your next level, that next place. There's always hope. It's never, never without hope. Hallelujah. All right, turn to your Bibles. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. We'll start with this. Let me pray, and we will jump right into this. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, uh, Father God, that this word gives us hope. Uh, we thank you, God. There's hope for a city when a church is there. There's hope for a nation when cities are transformed. There's hope for a family when somebody up in that family is saved. We thank you, Lord, that we are beacons of hope. We are dealers of hope. We just pray for an impartation of hope, fresh hope. Father God, lift off today as we get into the word. Lift off any kind of burden, any kind of, any kind of uh, heaviness, any kind of depression. Let the word do the work, God. We release the word. Transform us. Make us more like Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody say amen. amen. All right, here we go. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Uh, for whatever things were written before, it's talking about the word. Everybody say the word. We're written for our learning. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm about to learn something. For whatever things were written before, were written for our learning. Look at your neighbor, somebody else. Tell them, I'm about to learn something. Okay, that we, that we through, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Everybody say the word. Come on, come on, participate here. Somebody say the word. Gives me patience. Gives me comfort. All right, so everybody say through, through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope okay so the word gives you hope we're going to kind of just look at this a little bit i want to teach you something here is is god's desire is to comfort you through his word um there's something about the word that just gives you comfort right anybody just you might have been down or whatever you're going and you just open the word you're like wow that was comforting comforts you it empowers you to remain, but it also comfort you in the process. God just doesn't want you to be like, man up, or, you know, pull your bootstraps up, get through it. I understand there's a part of God that will say, come on, you just need to walk through this. But I'm just going to tell you, it's not just patience, um, it's hope too, or it's comfort too. God will comfort you in your trial. He will be like, come on now, come on now, put on your big boy pants and your big girl pants and get on through this he's gonna help you but isn't that awesome that God will empower you to remain and I'm kind of, we're kind of continuing from last week we talked about patience how we glory in tribulation hallelujah praise the Lord I'm going through it hallelujah does my smile look genuine 
right? What the Bible says, you know, we glory in tribulation, knowing, somebody, look at somebody say, I know something. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, patience, patience, character, character, hope, right? So we're just continuing from that. So once again, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. Uh, just this uh, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, or no, Friday, we hit the streets. Um, we had a, about 30 um, young adults come here from San Diego County. They wanted to just hit the streets. And so we, we, we hit the streets, evangelized, gave gifts, prayed for people, all kind of stuff. It was just awesome. We had a good time. You might have seen it on social media. And so it's a bunch of young adults, and I had my skateboard with me. And so they're already laughing because they know the story. And so I was just hanging out with them. I was part of the group. And so one of them was like, oh, can you do a kickflip? I'm like, yeah, I'll show you later. Um, later, later. We're ministering now later, okay? So I'll show you later. So anyways, uh, so we go and do it. It was an awesome time. Honestly, it was just a powerful time of just going into like 20 plus stores here. And Jennifer made these beautiful gifts. And we just walked into the stores and says, hey, we want to just bless you with this. And we wrote a handwritten note on a postcard to it. Say, man, you're amazing. Thank you. And, and the whole heart behind all this is Jennifer came up with all this was we're going to honor the ordinary. And so it was just awesome, right? So I was like, after we do the, this thing. So we came back here. And so it was time for me to show them my stuff, my skills. And, and I was pretty confident going into it. I'm like a bunch of kids, but I can make all kinds of. So I went to try the trick and I fell so hard right in front of them and i could hear all the kids like ooh, ah i was like oh yeah let me go uh, yeah just warm it up a little bit warm it up i fell again boom <laughs> it was like yeah jennifer saw the first one she's like you okay pastor john <laughs> yeah i'm fine i'm good elbow all busted up i'm like goodness and so so anyway it was like a great time and then it ended like that and they're like i was like hey thanks guys for coming I was all sweating, bloody elbow. Man, you guys are a blessing. <laughs> then one of these kids get on my board and broop, did it like all easy. I was like, that was awesome. Uh, just crushed me. Just crushed my pride right there. It was like, you know, and so anyway, so I go home and I like, I was like my wife and Ashley, my sister, and I were like, hey, how did it go? How was everything? Oh, I was like, it's awesome. Jennifer's idea. I was like, we're going to do it as a church. We're going to get like 100 gifts and just invade this place in the fall. We're going to do the same. It's so fun to do that. Anyway, but I say, but I, I became vulnerable. I was like, afterwards, tried to show these kids how it's done. Fell down time and time again. So I was expecting a little comfort from that. You know what I mean? We're on comfort here. I'm staying at the message. And they're like quoting scriptures, but they were like laughing at the same time. Like, Ashley was like, yeah, you know, he'll, he'll renew your youth like the eagle. And I was like, that's not comfort. You can go away. And my wife just laughing, and there's clowning, and I was like, now, when I talk about the comfort of the scriptures, I'm not talking about that. There's just, you know, come on, somebody say amen. But, but there's something about the scripture that brings comfort right and then we were having kind of fun with it okay but i was like y'all need to be quiet last time i ever and then on top of that i talking to pastor nick on the phone we're just talking about the weekend and just we're praying for the team pastor but i told him and there he he got his little chuckle in there too and i'm like man can i get no comfort around here he's like yeah so 
appreciate y'all loving on me through my process. But I'm gonna get back out there and I'm gonna I'm gonna get it down. I'm gonna meet, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, they're gonna come back next year and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be ready. I mean, before we go, I'm gonna do a little demo. <laughs> so y'all pray for me. Everybody say patience and comfort. The comfort of the scriptures. You know? Uh, the comfort. So patience means this. And I said this last week, but just so you see, you know, to remain while under a challenge. So the scripture will empower you to remain under a challenge. But comfort means this. This is what the word comfort means. Um, it means a holy urging given by somebody at your side. And so I'm going to break this down a little bit. Okay. It means an intimate calling and an encouragement coming to your aid. It's where you get the word, you know, Holy Spirit, really. Para, para, uh, in the Greek, parakletos. I don't know if I'm saying it, but this is paraklesis. It's a comfort word. And this is the way God will comfort us is he will nudge you to get out of the boat. But he's like, I'm right here. I'm right here with you. I, I'm sure parents say, hey, go on. We, we went to an uh, uh, awesome birthday party last night or yesterday, and they had two piñatas and uh, carne asada. It was amazing. I love Mexican birthday parties. It was beautiful. I was like, and I was the only white dude there. And then my friend, he's like, hey. You, you, I was like, dude, I'm right at home right now. Like, you know, I can only speak a little Spanish, but I was just loving it. It was awesome. But, but um, Gio was a little apprehensive of the piñata. Uh, piñata. And I was like, girl, we're right here. We're sitting right here. Go out there. You might have seen the story. She was hitting it. You know what I mean? But, I, but comfort. I comforted her. I said, look, I'm not going to go out there and hit that piñata for you, but I'm right here. So, you know, here I am. And, you, you, ever, you know, kids always want that affirmation. They're like looking at you. Like. Yeah, do the thing. Stop, you know, but, but that's comfort. That's what, how God comforts us is he will nudge us into our destiny, but he's not trying to throw you out there. He, 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 he called Peter out of the boat, but he was right there. Comfort. Comfort is a holy urging. It's an intimate calling. It's a, it's, and so this is my first point is patience plus comfort equals hope. You always have hope in God because he's always going to require some endurance out of you at times, but he's going to be there with you through it. That's hope right there. I have hope not because I'm going through it. I have hope because I'm being patient in a process, but God is right here with me. Hope. Somebody say hope. Somebody say patience plus comfort equals hope. All right, let's go to the next scripture here. That's my first point. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19. Just want to share a few scriptures on hope here. And so once again, as you're turning to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, patience, all right, to remain under a challenge. Comfort is a holy urgent given by someone at your side. you got to understand, you always have hope, church. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He's always at your side. There's always hope. Hope is always at your side in God. The Holy Spirit, He is the parakletos, the one called along my side to help. That I'm never without a helper, capital H. Never without a comforter, capital C. You might not get it from your wife or your sister-in-law when you fall and you're hurting, but the Holy Spirit never left me when I fell on my skateboard. He was right there with me going, dude, you need to stop. <laughs> he was comforting me. Why did you even do that? You might have should have practiced a little bit, you know, off the grid, and then it's like the big show. You're ready for it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> All right, somebody say comforter. That's, that's, that's hope. You got to understand, man, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know your press. Everybody's kind of walking through. I'm just here to tell you God is with you. I know it's simple, but when Jesus was born, that's the name they put on him. Emmanuel, God with us. He's not against you. 
He's not, he's not trying to fight you. He's not, trying, he's, not, he's not at odds with you. You know, you humble yourself under your mighty hand and he is right there. The only thing in scripture the Bible says that God will resist is pride. Now, to humble myself after I fail, pride comes before the falls. Come on, somebody. Humility comes after. <laughs> humility comes after. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Pride before, humility after. I was like, Lord, you're... Well, praise God, at least we all, you know, I had to kind of process that. I was like, man, well, at least praise God. We reach people. We love people. We pray. That was what it was about. It wasn't about me and my performance. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, it's not about you and your performance. All right. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9. You guys ready? This hope. Somebody say hope. This hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, in which enters the presence behind the veil. Man, this scripture is powerful. This is a good word right here. This hope. Somebody say, I got hope. We have as an anchor of the soul. It's an anchor of the soul. Keeps me anchored. Keeps me from tripping and flipping and, 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 and getting off course and, and getting all hot and bothered. Anchored. Hope is my anchor. Keeps me anchored. Anchor of the soul. It means there's something uh, sure and steadfast which enters the presence behind the veil. My second point is hope is an anchor. Hope is an anchor. I want to talk about this. I want to teach you something here this morning. This hope we have is an anchor for the soul. It's immovable. It keeps our soul grounded. Like a ship, you know, in the seas, the anchor keeps it from being affected by the, the winds and the waves and the, and the storm. That hope will keep you in the storm. It is an anchor. And the way to describe this is it is anchored. In the presence of God, that the anchor is sitting behind the veil in the temple. It was a veil that separated the inner court from the Holy of Holies or the most holy place. And the Bible says that Jesus did not go into a human man-made temple. He went into heaven itself behind the veil. When he died, the veil was rent or ripped. That means humanity now has access to the Holy of Holies because of the blood of Jesus. So your soul, if you will, is anchored. The anchor is in the very uh, Holy of Holies, in a heavenly place. And I might, you know, go through things. And I might, you know, the waves might try to pull me one direction or another. But I hope is tied to my eternal destiny. That I am connected to the source of life. I am anchored behind the veil. That word sure is the word um, asphalus, where you get the word asphalt. Okay, it's built on what's reliable. You're anchored in, a, in, in the presence of God. It is built on, on, on what does not totter or fall. It is unfailing. The Bible says his love never fails. You always have hope. You, are, you might be going through something, but don't get distracted uh, by the storm. Um, stay focused on where you're anchored. Don't get distracted by what other people say or what your own mind might be saying or what the devil might be saying or what life might be saying. You are anchored in the very presence of God. Our hope is anchored in the court of God. I am tied to that. I am connected to that. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. My life is hidden with Christ in God. I can't lose. Look at your neighbor and say, I can't lose. Look at somebody else and say, I won't lose. 
Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 verse 23. Let's turn there quickly here. Once again, patience plus comfort equals hope. That you have that combination. All right? Patience plus comfort equals hope. Uh, hope is an anchor for your soul. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 verse 23 says this. If indeed. Now it's talking about going to heaven, okay? In, this, in the context of the scripture, it's talking about being with Jesus on the other side of this life. And it says, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast. And that word steadfast means staying on course. Staying connected to hope. That I am uh, staying on course, staying connected, staying grounded, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Once again, if, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded, steadfast, and are not moved from, moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. And I just want to encourage you here, church, that there's something so simple about hope here. That it says, um, you know, moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. Some of you are like, where's hope at? Is you got to not lose or allow to get away from you the word that you've heard. What's the last word you heard? There's something so powerful about hearing the gospel. And I don't just mean at the point of salvation. I just talk about your life. Like my wife was saying, I was, we were encouraging the interns. I was saying, man, we're honoring your yes. And my wife came in and says, yeah, you're going to say yes every day, <laughs> right? So it's a lifestyle, right? But look at this, that, that we are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard. If you are in earshot of the word of God, whether it's preached, something you read, you're listening to the podcast, somebody else shares something at midweek, you, when you are in earshot of the gospel being heard, there is hope being imparted to your soul. Look at your neighbor and say, I got to hear it. All right, there's something about hearing it. Sometimes when I'm even, I'll give you some practical things. I'm in my car, I turn on my audio Bible. I got to hear the word. Uh, do I feel like it all the time? No. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Is God telling me? Like, do I hear an audible voice saying, Sean, turn on your audio Bible now. You have 15 minutes before you get to the office. No, it's just, I need to hear it. I need hope. I'm going to hear that word. I need to listen to that word. When somebody's sharing their own, oh man, this is what I read in my Bible. I'm like, oh, maybe this is for me. Maybe They don't know it, but maybe this is, I'll be flipping through the channels. I'll find myself on a Christian. I was like, oh, maybe I got the words. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to hear something. I, I'm going to try to, I got to get to midweek, man. Pastor Nick is preaching. I'm going to be there this Wednesday. I got to hear something. He better have a word for me. <laughs> Came for a word. Came to hear something. Look at somebody say, say, I came, I came to hear something. All right, everybody look at Pastor Nick and say, you better have a word for me on midweek. You better have, <laughs> better have me a word. Midweek, I'm getting a word. Hope. Right? And are not moved away from the hope. Not moved. The devil will try to move you off course. Try to, try to 
uh, put some wax in your ears. You can't hear it. You got to hear it. Right? I'm moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached. Something about being a environment, the preaching of the word. There's always hope. There should be. You know, you might have been in a church and be like, I was there, but there was no hope. They kicked me out because of what I was wearing. I don't know. I heard something like that earlier today. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, they're like, yeah. We, you know, and then I had to apologize to the church for wearing a certain thing. I'm like, wow. You know what? We want you to wear clothes. <laughs> I know it's hot, but, but, but just get in the environment of the word. Get in the environment of the word. Hear. There's something about hearing that's so powerful. All right? Hope of the gospel, which you heard, which, you, which was preached to every creature under heaven. Here we go. Hold on to what you hear, all right? We're almost done. 1 John chapter 3, verse 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 3. What was my first point, church? Talk to me here. Patience plus comfort equals hope. Awesome. What was the second point? The second point. Hope is an anchor. All right, we're anchored into something. I'm not going to get moved. I'm not going to get off course. I'm going to stay in this thing. All right. 1 John 3, 3. Once again, it's talking about hope uh, for, a, for, for eternity. And look at this. This is powerful. And everyone, look at your neighbor and say, that's me. And everyone who has this hope in him. Somebody say, hope is in me. Everybody that, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. And here's my last point is hope is a purifier that when we when our hope is anchored in eternity it keeps us unspotted by the world because i'm not anchored to things or people and that's a part of life i'm not saying that's bad but i am not anchored i'm not anchored in my performance because we all know uh from friday that i would i wouldn't be doing so good today if i was anchored in my ability to do a kickflip on command now, did, did, did I have a little dip in my, yeah, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm anchored in Jesus. I'm here preaching. You know, I didn't say, no, Pastor Nick, I need you to preach. I'm going to stay home. I'm just going through some things. There's, there's some tension in my marriage now. <laughs> but I'm anchored. And he who has this hope in him, it's pure. There's something about the hope of the gospel, the hope of a, our life with God beyond this life. There's this hope that I am tied in to something beyond this life, this natural world, and it keeps me pure because those things come and go, attitudes come and go, good days, bad days, this person, that person, this church, that church, whatever it might be, I'm anchored behind the veil, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Means undefiled, clean, uncontaminated. Here we go. Hope keeps you connected to a holy God and disconnected from the spirit of the world. I know this is some holiness preaching here. Hopefully you'll come back on Wednesday. But check this out. No, for real here. This is good stuff, people. I think we got to keep this. This was a, is a, There is hope. Not only hope for my life. Not only hope for that next thing. That's all a part of it. But I have a hope that's beyond my destiny in this world. I have a hope that's beyond the, as we're growing as a church, it's bigger than this. 
I have a hope attached to something that's, that, that isn't even of this world. It's connected to God in Christ. And when I pass away, my natural man, when I shed off this mortal, I'm going to put on some immortal. And we're about to just get the party started on the other side. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. I am tied to an eternal source. I am connected to something bigger than this world, bigger than even what we may be doing here as a local church. I'm tied to eternity. The Bible says eternity is in the heart of every man. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Well, I'm really struggling, God, you know, pastor with some pure purity and stuff like this. Get that old, hang, anchored in the right place. You don't have to work so hard at living pure. Stay connected to a divine source, connected to God. And, and purity is the result of hope. It's not the other way around. I don't have to work up to try to do everything just right. I just got to make sure my soul's anchored in a place that isn't even from here. Come on, somebody. I, you know, I'm really struggling. I got some stuff in my life. I just can't help myself. I understand, but get anchored in Jesus behind the veil, and those things will fall off of you. Yeah. Yeah, you're making me preach, and it's quiet and hot at the same time. All right, one more scripture. First Peter. You guys learning something here this morning? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm, I, I'm connected to eternity. My hope is in eternity. It's in Christ. People may come, people may go, but there's something. That's what, you know what? The call. There's something about the call of God on you, the hand of God on you, that I could, I could, I could go, go sideways as, as your pastor, and, and, and it can affect you because you're not attached exclusively to me or, in a sense, this church community, although you are, but, but if, if this all were to go away, uh, you, that, that it doesn't have to affect you because you're not anchored in this, you're anchored in Christ. That, that somebody, you know, people can come or go, situation, social, I'm not connected to all of that. Connected to Jesus. Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'm connected to Jesus. He is my source. He is my everything. I'm connected to Him. Good day, bad day. Uh, you know what? Mountaintop, valley, you name it, whatever. Uh, life. Life happens, trials happen, situations, bad decisions, good decisions. I'm still anchored in Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 1.13, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. All right, look at your neighbors. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. You know, protect your mind, guard your mind. You got to guard your mind. I'm telling you, hope. I tell you what, the one thing that pulls people out of hope is that mind. It ain't the devil or somebody else. It's your mind. Ah. gird up the loins well, that, that's warfare terminology girding up the loins back then was they had these long gowns and they would, they would pull them up and tie them so they could run and it associates your ability to move forward with having your mind renewed we talked about that a couple months ago but, but there's something about therefore gird up the loins of your mind be sober you know don't let the devil mess with your mind Cats, I, so I lay my hands on my head all the time no, devil, get out in the name of Jesus. People think you're crazy. So? I'm not. People hating on me for doing that. Well, maybe you should do that. It might help you out. I'm not saying to be weird. I get, you get what I'm saying? But I'm just saying I have authority over the devil, and he will lie to my mind. Get that book, Joyce Meyer, Battlefield of the Mind. 
You'll be shouting me amen once you read that book. But no, really, the mind or something. So it's the mind, right? It's, it's, it's our mind. It's where our mind goes. It's, you know, and it could be the devil attacking your mind. It could be a spiritual, legitimate spiritual warfare. It could be things you grew up in. And because you were rejected as a child, now, now you think everybody's rejected. That's up in your mind. That's an inside job. Now, you could be free. You could walk out. You could come out of that. You don't have to live in that wilderness. Now, you, you got hope. and uh, You're anchored in a source. Come on, somebody. Therefore, gird up. Somebody say, gird up the loins of your mind. Look at somebody else say, gird it up. Look at your neighbor say, be sober. Here we go. Here we go. Man, get that mind right. I, look, I'm preaching about it. It's because I know what it is to deal with things in my mind. I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to myself. I'm going to listen to this on Monday. <laughs> Go into Bible study, getting a word from Pastor Nick. I'm going to get me a word. I got to hear something. Look at your neighbor and say, I got to hear something. I got to hear something. I got I to hear that word. I got to get in the environment of the word. I, gotta, I, gotta, I, need, I need the devil to know. Somebody, I can't help myself. Somebody preach this thing off of me. <laughs> All right, I know it's hot. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to end with this. 1 Peter 1.13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Here we go. And rest your hope. Everybody say it again. Say, rest your hope. And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Put your hope. Here it is. Rest is, you put it somewhere. You put it somewhere. Like when we walk into my house, you put your shoes on the shoe rack until there's a bunch of shoes and they're like on the floor and on the shoe rack. Come out, so I put my bag, I rest my bag on this little thing in the closet that hangs it. Now, not everybody in my house obeys those systems and structures that have been put in place to create a, a happy, joyful environment for everybody. So I'm, I'm passively preaching to my house. No, <laughs> so I'm a, I might be a little extreme. But so people are like, oh, wow, is that really an issue in there? No, but you rest your hope. You, you, you hang it somewhere. You, you put it on something. The Bible says that on the, what, the commandment of loving God and, and, and loving your neighbor, the, the law and the prophets hang on these. They depend on this. Love God, love people, period. The whole book, what's this about? Love God, love people. The law and the prophets hang on loving God and loving people. The Bible says here, rest your hope. Don't rest it on your past. It's fear. You rest your hope on the wrong thing, it's going to produce the wrong thing. It's going to get your mind. You, you're putting your faith somewhere. Just don't put it in the devil. Don't put it in. Don't put it in your fear. Don't put it in your past. Don't put it in a person. But rest your hope fully upon the grace of God. What, why, why are you so happy? Why, why are you so confident? Because my hope is in God's ability, not mine. My hope is in God's ability for us to get our building coming up here soon in the name of Jesus. My hope is rested on the grace of God. It is. I rest my hope on God's ability. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.